0: What is going on, guys? It's DK back at you with another video here to bring in the 11 game NBA main slate on Monday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings, and I'm now making videos for NBA Top Shot as well. If you're not familiar with NBA Top Shot, it's basically virtual trading cards, virtual moments. I have a bunch of videos up explaining uh, you know, Top Shot as well as uh, you know, other uh, you know, moments that I've invested in if you guys are curious of about uh, learning more about uh, NBA Top Shot. Uh, if you're unable to watch his YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. We'll link down below. It's called the DKDFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, offer that on patreon.com, an esports package, which includes CSGO and Call of Duty, and an NBA package as well. And finally, I want to thank Price Picks for sponsoring the show. If you guys are not familiar with Price Picks, if it's your first time watching these videos, uh, the idea is you take over under on fantasy points. And these lines will move throughout the day. So if there's one that you like, you know, right now, you can take it, right? So, for example, um, if you think Bradley Beal is not going to play, you're going to want to take the over on Russell Westbrook, right? Because if that game stays close, most likely Russ Westbrook will score more than 52 points if Bradley Beal does not play. So that's just one example right there, right? If you have a lean, a hunch that Beal doesn't play, then obviously, again, that Westbrook line would look good. And you can mix and match sports. They have college basketball. They already have stuff up. Um, again, they have eSports. So if you guys want to sign up, you just go DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You will get a 100% match up to $100. You put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. And yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before I talk about players and their prices uh, for this 11-game slate, we can look back lineup here from uh, Sunday. And I guess real quick before we get into that, I just want to bring up uh, one thing here. Yeah, so the reason I I like doing these uh, lineup reviews each and every night is because I like seeing myself looking back at my lineup and seeing, you know, where I got, where I was right, where I was wrong, where I got lucky, where I got unlucky. And, you know... If I got hit with bad variance, if I got unlucky, you know, tilt a little bit, right? Because I have a lot of money on the line each and every night. And, you know, random blowouts, random foul trouble, that stuff will kill you. That stuff that is unpredictable. And I know, right? That happens to everyone. I'm not saying it, it doesn't. I got people saying, oh, you think you're the most unlucky player in the world? No, not at all. I know bad variance happens to everyone. All I'm saying is, it's almost like a venting, right? I can, like, tilt a little bit about the night. Like, yeah, I got I got unlucky in these spots. And, yeah, have a little bit of fun with it. I know you guys like uh, the tilting. But, man, you guys, some of you guys are ruthless online. Like, the amount of uh, messages, DMs I've gotten, just, like, terrible, saying terrible stuff. It's like, wow. Um, if you really don't like this, the lineup review is that bad. There are a ton of other YouTubers out there that won't even won't even look at how they did, won't even show you how they did the night before. They'll just go on to the, to the next slate. And that's what you want, fine, right? There's a lot of other guys that do that. The reason I do this every night is I want to show you guys that I put my money where my mouth is, right? I'm playing big money every night and yeah, so that's really it, guys. Um, all right, so let's let's go over my lineup really quick here. And this was, wow, this was a super, super low scoring slate. Ugly, ugly slate. Let's go over my lineup. So Trey Young, Van Fleet, Gary Trent Jr., Siakam, Aaron Baines, RJ Hampton, O.J. Anubi, and Clint Capella. So, um, you know, I was playing the the Toronto chalk. In the high dollar stuff, everyone was chalk. So crazy. Van Fleet, 90% owned. Gary Trent Jr., 77%. Pascal Siakam, 86%. Aaron Baines, 45%. OG and Anubi, 60%. So I played the chalk. I got a little bit different. Instead of going to Jokic or like Kuzma, I went to the Atlanta guys because I knew they were coming in a lot low ownership, uh, lower ownership. Unfortunately, that game was a blow, right? So Trey Young, Clint, Clint Capella, both didn't get there. But again, that was a shot I was willing to take in a three-game slate. And I, took, I used RJ Hampton for value just because there was like no value on the slate. There really wasn't. That's why Baines was 45% owned. I think KCP was like 50%. There was just absolutely no value. Um, so yeah, again, I, I took, I took a risk there with, with getting different with the Hawks. It didn't work out, but again, that was a risk I was willing to take on this three game slate. So that is it for the look back guys. Let's move on to this 11 game slate. And let's start off with, um, well, let's first go over the Vegas Hots actually. So Let's see, I think we have three of the 11 games out right now. Pelicans and Celtics at 230 and a half over under. The Celtics are four-point favorites. Raptors and Pistons at 219 over under. The Raptors, four-and-a-half-point favorites. And Kings, Spurs, 228 over under. The Spurs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. So let's start off with the Pacers and the Wizards. So good matchup here for the Pacers. DeMontis, bonus at the top at 9-6. Definitely in play because of the matchup. Um, with Levert, you know, in this offense, he, he's de- definitely taking a hit usage-wise. So not a priority play for me, but viable. With Brogdon versus Levert, I think Brogdon's a little bit safer right now. Um, compared to Levert, you know, bullshit play, mid-30s Mets in a close game, so both guys are viable, I think I would lean Brogdon if you're going for more of the cash gameplay, and last guy I mentioned here is Miles Turner, because of the price point plus the minutes. he's playing about 30 minutes now he really gets there with the blocks, right, seven blocks last game, that's why he had 40 fancy points, five blocks, five blocks, now he's a good shot blocker, but is he going to continue to average, like, five blocks a game, I mean, he's almost, really has been, um, so, yeah, I think I think Turner is fine, uh, but in a game where he only has one or two blocks, then he's probably not going to get there. So, that's my only issue with my, playing Miles Turner, is you're really relying on on him getting at least a couple blocks for you. Moving on to the Wizards. So, Russell Westbrook, if there's no Brad Beal, is one of the clearest ups of the slate. Um, you know, super high-usage guy, especially if Beal's off the court. So, even in a bad matchup, would love Westbrook without Beal. And then we'd have to just keep an eye on the starting lineup news. So, like... I know Jordan Robinson played a bit once Beal went down. I mean, we have Garrison Matthews who will play minutes, but super, super line in the scoring. As far as the bigs go, it's like a three-headed monster with Len Lopez and now Daniel Gafford in there. I just, I don't think I can do it. So really for me, it's Westbrook, maybe one value guard depending on the starting lineup, and that's it if Beal is out. If Beal's in, there's not much here I like. Like, I probably will stay away from Washington. Let's move on to New Orleans and Boston. So the big news that I keep buying is Lonzo Ball. If he's out, I think NAW should play mid-30s Mets. He's played 39-32 Mets the last couple of games. Um, you guys know I'm a huge NAW fan. Now, I don't love the price, don't love the matchup, but he's still in play if Lonzo's out because minutes uh, plus, again, he's an aggressive player in the offensive end. Now, Zion Williamson, I think we'll go overlooked, but he continues to put up big performance after big performance. Even though the matchup's not necessarily the best, Zion is just on fire right now. So I am perfectly fine getting to Zion. Do prefer him to Ingram. Value-wise, Adams is just like a fair play. Should play around 30-ish minutes. Decent point-per-minute guy. Bledsoe has been terrible besides, what, two games ago. He's just been in the teens, fancy point-wise. But if there's no Lonzo Ball, he should play mid-30s minutes. So, yeah, you can take a shot on him. But yeah, not much. Kira Lewis, I will mention, off the bench, he's actually been playing pretty well, the rookie. Should get around 20 minutes if there's no Lonzo ball. If you want to get a really risky for tournaments, but again, that's not something I can really recommend with confidence. Moving on to the Boston Celtics. So the top three guys here, Tatum, Brown, and Walker. I think Jason Tatum is probably the guy, right? 8.6K, good matchup here. Should play big minutes. Played 38 minutes the last game. So yeah, I do like Tatum. I think I do prefer him to Brown. Not saying Brown's out of play, but again, I think it would give that to there to Tatum. Kemba Walker at 6'8". Just seems like a fair play. Um, Robert Williams is in play for tournaments. He's still not playing huge minutes. I'm expecting around mid to high 20s minutes. He's a really good point per minute guy. Uh, Again, he's had, what, uh, five blocks, two steals, two blocks, two steals. He's a guy that can get those peripheral stats. But, um, yeah, just more of a tournament play because the price point. Let's see. Other than that, keep an eye on Evan Fournier. Um... He, if he's available, that kind of just takes like this all the other secondary guys out of play for Boston. Grant Williams has been playing some of the backup five. He's played 31 and 25 minutes last couple games. Not a great point per minute guy, but if there's not a ton of value opens up throughout the day, then yeah, I could see getting to him. Minnesota, Brooklyn. So the top three guys all in play, but Cats a guy I like the best. A great matchup here. Should play big minutes against. This last game Will's a blowout. Uh, again, still tilting about that because could have had a massive night yesterday if that game stayed close. Uh, but yeah Kawhi anthony towns uh is a guy that i don't know if it's gonna be super popular but again massive minutes good matchup as long as the game stays close i do like cat the top with edwards and beasley these are the clear you know number two number three guys in the offense beasley in his first game back played terrible shot four of 17 but again he's not afraid to shoot the ball same with anthony edwards now again both these guys are a little more aligned the scoring but they're in play if you want to game stack this up value wise nothing here in minnesota moving on to brooklyn it's the top two guards and Kyrie and harden Kyrie is back Harden a little more expensive. I think Harden has a little bit of a higher floor, but again, he's about $1,000 uh, more expensive. If you if you need the salary relief, I'm fine getting to Kyrie. I expect, you know, mid-30s, minutes spent some Kyrie and close to 40 from Harden. So I like them both in a great matchup as long as this game stays close. That's the only risk here. Blake Griffin at 5'3", no thank you. The only other guy I think I would consider here is Nick Claxton at 4'2". He's been playing mid-20s minutes. Um, decent point for guy besides the last couple of games. So yeah, if I had to pick a value guy, it would be Nick Claxton. Let's move on to Miami and New York. On the Miami side, uh, no none. no Oladipo still. Goran Dragic probable. If Goran Dragic starts with a point guard and there's no uh, minutes limit, I think he's a fair play uh, in the mid-range. Should probably get around 30 minutes. So, yeah, would have someone there in, in Drogic if he does start. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam at the top. I know it's not necessarily the best matchup, but Jimmy, again, just been so, so consistent. I think he's a good cash game play. And then Bam and Bio should be able to have his way against his Knicks front court. So, the top two guys for the Heat both look good. And then Trevor Ariza for value has been starting. Should get around 30 minutes. Um, a guy that can do it all with the peripheral stats. So, uh, yeah, if, if Ariza starts again, I think he does. Uh, I think he's in play for value. Let's move on to the Knicks. So Knicks are an interesting team here because Mitchell Robinson out um, and Julius Randle might be out too. Julius Randall's currently questionable. If they're both out, then the front court's going to be Narell's Noel and Taj Gibson and both should play big met. So I actually would like both those guys a lot for value, assuming Noel starts the five and Taj starts the four. So um yeah, those two guys will be good value plays. Keep an eye on Reggie Bullock News. he is currently questionable. If he's out, then like RJ. Barrett and Alec Burks are gonna be the clear number one number two in offense. Uh, RJ Barrett played 38 minutes, one for 41, fancy points. Alec Burks. Played 41 minutes for 49 fans points. So these are the two guys that if there's no Julius Randle, even though the matchup's not great, they're going to play massive minutes and get a ton of shot attempts. So those two guys would look pretty good. Uh, quickly at 5-2, did play 26 minutes. But again, I'd rather get to Burks or um, Barrett if there's no Randle. And Derek Rose, I think, is in play because he played 29 minutes last game. Um, again, assuming Bullock's out, assuming Randall's out again, I could see getting to Derrick Rose as well for out. So the Knicks, even though it's a bad matchup, there's some interesting plays here, assuming that Reggie Bullock and Julius Randall are out. Now, if Bullock and Randall are both in, then I'll probably stay away from the Knicks. Moving on to Toronto. So keep an eye on Lowry News. If he's out, it's fine. Going right back to Van Fleet, right back to uh, Pascal Siakam. Both get a massive boost, both in a decent matchup. Um, so yeah, would like both of the, the main Toronto guys if in fact Kyle Lowry is out. OG Anubia as well, right? He's the guy who gonna play big minutes, play 38 minutes. Um, so those really those top three guys Garrett trent jr's in play but we know again a little more reliant on the scoring had a bad shooting night so he kind of busted was a chalk bust today a boucher would be an interesting tournament play played 24 minutes on the bench we know is a really good point around a guy it's just a matter of will the minutes be there so i am fine taking a shot in boucher for gpps uh rodney hood got some run off the bench he played 27 minutes um again if there's no lowry i guess he's viable uh, value play Detroit, there's really nothing I like here. Jeremy Grant available, and they're running such a deep rotation. If I had to pick one player, it would be Saban Lee. He started the last game. He played 24 minutes. If he starts again, I think we get mid 20s minutes, and at a price below 4K would be a viable value play. But other than that, oof, ooh, it is ugly. Memphis, Houston. So like this game is part of a game stack. Jones found Tunis for tournaments. Should play 25 to 30 minutes. We know is a really good point per minute guy. John Morant's guy that should play mid 30s minutes. Besides that, last game has been uh, last. But again besides the last game 55 34 and 48 fancy points up tempo game i do kind of like jaw here at that price other than that though memphis again they're just running such a deep rotation so it's like if you feel really good about only secondary players, you can go there but i don't really like anything else on the houston side the big news is christian wood if christian wood is out absolutely love kelly linick at 4-4 assuming he starts if you played him last night like myself even though he had a big game you missed out on a lot of points. He, he definitely should have gone for 50-plus if he didn't get an early foul trouble in the third quarter and the game didn't blow out. So, again, I'll still tilted about that. But, yeah, Kelly Linick, assuming Christian Wood is out, love him for value. John Wall, either way, again, played him last slate. You got unlucky. 26 minutes. 40 fancy points if he places 35 minutes he goes for probably close to 60 so um really like john wall there at the top especially if christian woods out clear number one in offense and kevin porter jr even started alongside john wall played 31 minutes would be a viable play in the mid-range too as far as the the, the other value guys i'm probably going to stay away with Dan Wall. house coming back so really it's just wall and porter jr at the top would if he does play if woods out it's kelly olenek um, how many minutes did DJ Augustine play actually? 24 minutes. I, I think you could actually make the argument for him, you know, off the bench at about 20 minutes. If I had to pick one more value, it would be DJ Augustine. All right, we have five games remaining: Dallas and OKC. So this game does have some bullet rest, but if it stays close, I really like Luka at the top. Uh, should play again mid 30s minutes. The one concern is blowout Porzingis. Uh, I know he's had big games last couple games. Uh, last game was without Luka, so uh, he's not going to go for 62 again, most likely. Um, would prefer Luka to Porzingis, depending spending both in play. I think Luka's a little bit safer. The secondary plays are kind of out of play with Luka back for me. On the OKC side, we'll have to monitor the status of Dort and Baisley. I don't think either play. If they don't play, is actually going to have a pretty tight rotation. So Moses Brown at 6.8K. I know he had the massive game last game. He's a good point-per-minute guy. Um, he had 21 and 23 my worry is foul trouble concerns Moses Brown. Now that he has a price where it's like, all right, he's going to need a pretty good game. If he gets in foul trouble, he's going to hurt you. So I do have some interest in Moses Brown for tournaments. Again, a little bit worried now that he's, he's priced way up. Uh, Maladon with no SGA played 37 minutes. I think he is a fair play in the mid ranges because, again, the Thunder don't have a ton of other guys to play. Shashki played 31 minutes. Fair option. Isaiah Roby at 5'3". Should play about 30 minutes. <coughs> uh, Kenridge Williams, when Dort went down, played 30 minutes, if he starts, I actually think he's a pretty good value play, and then keep an eye on Tony Bradley news, right, if Tony Bradley's available, actually, I'm intrigued by him, if, if we get news that he's going to be in the rotation, he's a good point for a guy, I would assume we probably get around 20 minutes from him, so yeah, keep an eye on that Tony Bradley news, if he does play, and is going to play the backup five, I actually do like him quite a bit for value, all right, let's move on to Sacramento and San Antonio, so, on the Sacramento side, they're still running a pretty tight rotation. Darren Fox has been playing out of his mind recently. 49, 50, 63, and 55 fancy points. 30, 37, 44, and 36 real-life points. He's doing the peripherals as well. I do like Fox even with this price. He's playing massive minutes, the do-it-all guy. Do like him. Rashawn Holmes, um, I will tell you, if I play Rashawn Holmes, fade him. If I'm not playing Rashawn Holmes... Play him because he will stay out of foul trouble on Crush. Every single time I play this guy, he always gets in foul trouble. If he does stay out of foul trouble, he should play mid-thirties Mets and is a good for a guy, a good tournament play. Barnes, healed, nah. Hal Burton seems just about right. Value, not much here for uh, Sacramento. I mean, Terrence Davis is at 3-3. He played 18 minutes, but... Maybe that would be the value I would take a shot on for tournaments. Moving on to San Antonio. So, normally San Antonio is a team I don't love, but this is a really good matchup. So, honestly, I I think I've interested in the top four guys here. DeRozan, Murray, White, Pirtle. So, DeRozan in a close game probably gets, you know, close to 35 minutes. I guess, you know, 31, 32, last couple games of both those games. I'm pretty sure we're blowouts, so... I think we probably get around 35 minutes Rose and A guy that can stuff his stat sheet in a good matchup. Uh, DeJounte Murray also should get 35 minutes, but a little more up and down. But again, he can do the peripheral stats. Great matchup here. Um, Derek White, starting to play consistent minutes, should play mid-30s minutes. Uh, and then even Jakob Pertle should get around 30 minutes. So the main four guys for the Spurs all look pretty solid here because of the great matchup. I always still have an uneasy feeling because it's the San Antonio Spurs and Greg Popovich. But hey, you could definitely run a little game stack here if you want to. Like run a couple of those mid-range Spurs with like... Fox and Holmes, I don't mind that to, to get different on the slate. Cleveland, Utah. Oh man, I don't even want to talk about this one. No, Jared Allen. So Larry Nance started the five last game. Should play mid thirties minutes. Obviously gets a boost playing the five, but it's not necessarily the best matchup. Saxon Garland. If they're going to keep this game close, these are the guys who are going to have to be uh, why. Um, so both in play for tournaments. Dean Wade actually played some of the backup five. He played thirty-one Mets A fair value play. Uh, Chetty Osmond at 4-3. Still not getting big minutes. Uh, Broderick Thomas. I know I ripped him a couple of videos ago. Actually started. If he starts again, sure, you can use him. uh, But super, super reliant on the scoring. And that's really it. Like, oh, it's just... This is uh, not a fun team. Moving on to the Jazz. Keep an eye on Conley. I expect him to play because it was just uh, load management. If Conley misses, then obviously Mitchell looks good at the top. And then Clarkson and Ingles. But if Conley plays, there's not much here. I'm a little bit worried about the blowout. Um... So yeah, Utah's a team I don't love right now at the moment. Moving on to Chicago and Golden State. So the top two guys for me, it's Vooch, it's Levine. Vooch should play mid-30s Mets in a great matchup here against Golden State. So do like him at that price. And Levine, I know he was a little bit banged up last game, but not super worried about it. So uh, those are the top two guys I'm looking to. Everyone else, the minutes have been so inconsistent for a lot of these guys. We don't really know what Daniel Tice's role is going to be out the bench. Santa Rancy lost Mets last game. I'm probably going to stay away from everyone else in Chicago. Moving on to Golden State. So, thankfully, Steph Curry, full practice. Looks like he's going to be good to go. If he is, and there's no limit for Steph Curry, I actually really like him at this price. You know, a guy's going to play 35 minutes in a good matchup, and he's at 9-4. So, I do actually like Steph a lot if he does play. If Steph's out, then, yeah, we can consider Wiggins. Yeah, Oubre. It just, oh, I just, I'm done with that headache, guys. I'm done with that headache. Um, Draymond Green, has know he's been bad last couple games, but, hey, he should play mid-30s minutes. With Steph Curry back, honestly, he might get a boost, maybe more, you know, potential assist. So, it's Steph, it's Draymond, uh, and then even Wiseman at 5'2". He's been playing mid-to-high 20s minutes. A solid, you know, point-per-minute guy. Um, so, I think he's a viable play there in the mid-range. Finally, Milwaukee and the Clippers. So it's really Giannis for me, and that's about it. Um, should play, you know, mid-30s minutes. uh This game should be played at a bit of a faster pace, even though the Clippers are solid defensively. So do like Giannis here at the top. Middleton Drew secondary plays for me. I know there's no Bobby Porters, but that doesn't do much for me. Like this probably will get more backup run at 4K. Um, I'm thinking about 15 to 20 minutes. If you want to take a shot on it, you can, but not really for me. And finally, the Clippers. Clippers still running a tight rotation. Milwaukee plays fast. It's Kawhi and Paul George. I like both. I like both a good amount. Both should play big minutes. So I, I like both. Clippers stars a good amount. Kawhi probably a little bit safer than Paul George. Evgeny Zubach was in foul trouble last game, but he probably plays around thirty minutes with Noe Baca, a solid point parent a guy. Do some interest there. Uh, Marcus Morris also played about thirty minutes. Reggie Jackson the last game played thirty minutes. Like really, they're running such a tight rotation. Terrence Mann played thirty minutes off the bench. Uh, Nick Batum played thirty five minutes. So really. You know the top two guys still so Clippers, but also value because it's basically like an eight-man rotation. So Kawhi, Paul George, at the top, and then Zubach, Morris, Reggie, Man, Batum, all in play here, all in play. So that's going to do it for the video today, guys. Uh, if you have enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it. if you have a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't to upload videos, you don't know not live. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.